Uh, welcome, welcome back. Yeah, we had to restart this recording because I decided to get like really weird for no reason. I don't know what happened to my brain. It stopped working. <laughs> As opposed to our normal levels of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is the History Woes podcast. I'm Morgan. I'm Lexi. I don't think we did that in the last episode. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I do know I got very drunk. Well, it happens. Um, off of one beer. So, you know, I'm here for an adventure today. We have water and shit. Like, we are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I made, we were both making drinks today, and I made my drinks, and I measured from the heart. I did not take the time to locate a shot glass. I was like, yeah, that looks like it's right. I didn't have anything that measured it, not even, like, the little thing that goes on top. Yeah, I took a, I took a sip, and I was like, oh, that is potent. Also, uh, we have the same drink, but we're making them differently today. Yeah, we'll tell, and we'll, we'll get into why it's a little different, because though it goes with both of our stories, it does. It, it, but we, but like a little, little tweak here, a little tweak there. Yeah. Um, so, but it's another history hope request. It is. I'm curious if he remembers making this, but, um, our Patreon listener, honorary history hope, Eric, made another request. I'm telling you guys, if you become a Patreon, you're, this is his second episode. Y'all can go straight to the front, at least while that's manageable until it, like, unless, yeah. Um, we're trying frontish, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell them about today's episode? Um, so our history ho requested that we do things from the deep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, so he, uh, gave out a few suggestions. So I believe the suggestions were like sunken ships, sunken cities, sunken aircraft, uh, sea monsters. Sea monsters. Yeah. So it was so. like, you know, stuff in the ocean, but like deep. Deep, deep in the ocean. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. How was your week? Good. I mean, work is nonstop. So there's that. But we're getting close to our Christmas break. That's exciting. And oh, and you guys shut down, shut down, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we do. So all eyes on the prize. That's so exciting. First week in December out. And I finished a lot of my Christmas shopping. I'm super excited about that. I feel like that's so stressful. And you're like, okay, how much shit can I get on this paycheck and then this paycheck? Girl, I've only got like three people shopped for. I'm behind the times. Oh, well, there's, I have such a long list. Um, we were talking, I was at a company thing this week. Um, and it was at a place in Tampa called Eulalie. And oh, it I love is. Eulalie. It's beautiful there. It is beautiful. It was outside though, but it's December, so it was still like 80 degrees. But it got a lot cooler as the night went on because it's on the mm-hmm. water. So that got really nice out. Um, it was really cute. They had, like, this whole thing outside, and they had, like, a drink trolley. Mm-hmm. And, like, so the drinks were, it was, like, open bar. It was really good. Um. I love it there. It's yeah. It's such a good place. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Like, I really just like the people that I work for. Like, the people that I work for. Um. Uh, my manager was there and I was just kind of standing awkwardly like manager he's the principal <laughs> and like and I was just kind of standing there awkwardly and then he was like he saw me and he was like come here come talk to me <laughs> and good. then like you look over and the CEO's just standing there yeah like she doesn't so have cool. to be there yeah <laughs> like it's we have people all over the country yeah and like she just comes to like even though this is just like a Tampa thing that's awesome yeah I love she's, that. Just, she's so approachable like she'll just like, nobody from my work actually listens to those guys, so I'm not, like, 
talking them up, but like she's just so approachable and nice. That's awesome. Which is really that. cool. Like and and it's a woman CEO, so yeah. Love that for That's us. That's so exciting. I do. So how was your week? Um, it was okay. Today is officially uh four weeks from my surgery. Mm-hmm. So uh, a month out, so feeling good about that. Mm-hmm. Um other than that, I mean work's been cool. Uh we we hit a couple of good benchmarks. Nice that we've been trying to do. My boss my like big boss called me today and told me I'd been doing a good job. Hell and yeah. like so that recognition felt nice. Oh, it always does. Um, yeah. Cause I'm always like I'm like so I'm just fucking everything up and then eventually they'll be like <laughs> get a review and you're exceeding expectations or yeah. something. And then it's just like, Oh wow, really? Like yeah. that was total fuck up. But like don't let them know. My boss was like, yeah, no, people who, like, we were having a discussion with people who were, like, really, like, doing well and coming into their role. And yeah. I was like, and then you said me? <laughs> like, sir, oh I've been fucked up for the last month. Like, Dude, they're finally having me, like, really, like, they have, they have kicked me from the nest. And I'm, yeah. like, doing a lot of things that I had, I've never done before. And I'm, like, talking to other seniors. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Oh, my gosh. So You're we had to send a client um, kind of some bad news. Uh, and I've never said. <laughs> oh, no. I had a person. I have a person under me. So I have an associate under me. They told me that there was this news. And I told the manager. Because I'm just like, I always just tell. And there, he was like, cool. Inform the client. And I was like, it's, like, basically, like, we're, like, it was the team's version of. You being in a crowd of people, and then everyone steps back from, like, you, and then you, like, look <laughs> around, like, oh, shit, wait, I'm in church? Like, like, I'm the adult in the room? Right? Oh, no. I had to, like, message another person. I was like, how would you say this? Do you have, to, do you have like, a, an example? And I was like, I don't know what, I, I'm in charge? Who did that? Me, when I applied for the job, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, imposter syndrome, man. It's hard. It does. It really does. But, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I am proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud sure of you. you handled it like a champ. Yeah, I don't know. But we did our best. <laughs> I don't know if it was good, but it was my best. And I think tomorrow, and, like, I'm very excited for my weekend plans. Because there aren't really any. I That's think good. tomorrow I'm going to clean my house and then decorate for Christmas. Um, because I just, I can't decorate dirty house. Um, I think I have to go pick up some shit. Like the only things I couldn't get online, I have to go, but it's still like curbside pickup is very champagne problems right now. Um, yeah, you just found out you can have like a whole ass tree delivered. Girl. Yeah. So if you go in fucking Home Depot, it takes like a couple of days. I think it was like three or four days, but they will deliver your Christmas tree to you. Welcome Not to like the future kids. They'll do the fake ones too, but a real one as well. A real fucking tree. And then you just let them know how big it, how big you want it to be, and then they'll just fucking send it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to drive my Fiesta up there trying to strap a tree to it. It's like uh, gigolos and trees now. I just get that shit right to your door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's so exciting. I'm, yeah, so, and then I think Sunday, I'm not going to do shit. Um, although I think, I, well, and of course, my regular plans of of my plans right now. I'm probably going to wake up in time to watch the USA game tomorrow. Uh, Today was the last day of the round of group stage. So now it goes into For all knockout. our American listeners, uh, there's a soccer game going on called okay. the World Cup. <laughs> wow. First of all, we're in it. And the men are in it, so everyone knows about it. Um, I still don't think people do. <laughs> a lot of people do. They got their whole flow. We, well, okay, look. When I was at my work event, 
this last week, everybody fucking knew. Everybody knew, and I'm and they only know it's because it's the men are in it. Oh, um, see my team. So my team at work, people know, but it's because like half of my team is Brazilian. Oh well, they'll be celebrating today. Yeah, because they went they went through by the skin of their fucking teeth. But a lot of people went through by the skin. Of their, it was it was very chaotic. So they were. <laughs> I was, respectfully, the U.S. men's team shouldn't be there. They do deserve to be. <laughs> Here's what this this is here. Look, so they get a lot of. They get a lot of attention uh, when they qualify, whereas the women really don't get their what they deserve, even though they consistently win. Did World you Cups. see the pay differential? So since they everyone's equal now, mm-hmm. like so, it's just the U.S. Yeah. national team yeah. gets paid out based on mm-hmm. things. Uh, the paycheck the women got for the men qualifying was triple what the women got when they won the last world cup yeah well that's not <laughs> shocking um so but anyway. at least they're getting paid uh yeah. a little bad for carly lloyd now she's gone but now she's just commentating she's fine but yeah so basically guys we're uh we're out of it uh out of group stage so now it's gonna be knockout rounds so you play till there's a winner um, sadly not Quidditch rules where like you just go forever. Like they'll give you, um, for the American listeners, they'll give you, um, overtime. And then if still you're tied, they go to penalty kicks, which I don't think games that important should be decided on penalty kicks. I think you should play till like, you, you know, you, you just win. Um, but it's like cricket. It just keeps going and going it should. and going. Um, cause some people, I feel like some teams they'll play for penalty kicks cause they, they think they've got a better, sh- a better shot at that. Um, but yeah, so America plays tomorrow morning and if they, and they're playing the Netherlands, which is like kind of supposed to be a good team, but a lot of the teams that were supposed to be really good are, they just, they just fucking went home. Germany just went home. Yeah. Um, Japan and South Korea just went through, which I fucking love those two teams. Like, if I wasn't rooting for England, I would then switch to South Korea. One, because one of the star players in South Korea uh, plays for Tottenham, and he's my favorite Tottenham uh, player. Um, And then Japan, because, oh my gosh, their fans always look fantastic. Fantastic. Anyway, um, (laughs) they always look great. They're always like, and, and I just love the way they play. Like, they don't do the falling down bullshit. So I'm they're like, there to actually play. They're there to fucking play the game. So I really like watching them. Um, and I really hope that Messi and Ronaldo go home soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I hope. But we'll see what happens. So and then England are playing Sunday, and we're playing Senegal. Okay. A lot of different teams went through that. Like it was, I was, I was wrapping my Christmas presents last weekend. And one of the announcers was like, if you like chaos, like you're really liking what's going on right now. And I was like, the chaos goblin with him. He was like, yes, <laughs> because it was, it all, so many of them came down to the, the last day of their group stage. Mm-hmm. So like on their third game, it was anybody shit. Like if it was like this, this team has to tie or win, or this team has to, has to win. And this, you know, it was so many. It was, it's, it's been a, a fun World Cup. <laughs> it's been a good one. It's been a good, well, not like politically speaking. For yes. F- yeah. So many fucking reasons. But um, for the game, it's been very, yeah. very entertaining. That's good. Well, yeah. I'm happy for you and all of our very dedicated soccer fans. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, if you like the men's U.S. team, I mean. Sorry. Good for you, I guess. <laughs> so it but, was uh, two, was it two World Cups? 
Women's World Cups ago. They think it's when you drug me kicking and screaming to a bar and you're like, you're watching this with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's sex. We and now, alone. right. And now I love watching women's soccer. Yes. Uh, and then it, it's much better. It wasn't honestly. until Michael and I started dating that he was like, oh, I watch men's soccer. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching that. It's just. And now I have to. There's a lot contractually more. contractually obligated. Yeah. But... There's a lot more falling down. And that's, I think that's probably why I like watching Japan and South Korea so much is because they're playing a lot like the girls teams where they're just, mm-hmm. they're just like, they they're fall down, play. they get up, they fucking wipe themselves off and they just keep playing. And they also tend to play with like, um, it's really like, like precision. Like, damn, it's good. It's so <laughs> pretty. Today, the, oh, today, uh, South Korea, uh, they, when they won, uh, the, this guy, he kicked the ball. But, and this is very embarrassing for the other team. <laughs> but he kicked Did the ball between? between the legs of two <laughs> different players oh. and then and then straight into the net. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> chef's kiss, guys. It was it, it was gorgeous to see. Um, I loved it. I was like every all the South Korean fans were like fucking crying their eyes out. They were so happy. I was like, I love it. Um, shout out to FIFA. If you ever listen to this, please stop showing me the kids that are crying. Please, like the team will lose and get kicked out of the World oh. Cup, and they'll find the kid that is the fan in the crowd, and then zoom in on this kid crying. And I'm like, okay, like this is not the energy. You can show me a player crying or an adult, but I don't want to see some kid crying. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's so sad. Like, I'm trying to be happy right now. I don't don't zoom in on this poor fucking Start kid. Start drinking more during your workday while these are going. I can't. Everyone will be happy. I can't. Sadly, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited to watch England play on on Sunday. And honestly, I'm not going to discount Sunny Gall. I don't, I know a lot of people don't probably, so many fucking teams have made it through that people didn't think we're going to make through. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, this should be an, an easy game because A, it's England and sometimes they disappoint me a lot. Hmm. <laughs> and, and then honestly, Sunny has played well. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Well, you guys I... will know by the time this podcast airs. Yeah. Um, and you'll probably get a pretty good sense of what my mood will be like if it didn't go well. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so enough bullshit. We bullshitted for 15 minutes. Um, we can get in to our story, but first I'm going to tell you about my, well, our drink. Um, <laughs> it is a dark and stormy. Um, my dark and stormy, uh, the rum I used was the Kraken rum because I'm cracking in to some sea monsters today. <laughs> Oh, well, cheers. cheers. I'm so excited to hear this yep. app. We've got them in our uh, Renfest pub crawl mugs. So mm-hmm. this should be... Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's delicious. I love Kraken. That's Me so cool. too. It's it's a whole different kind of dark and stormy than like some of the other rooms. Very spicy. Um, Okie dokie. So when Eric asked for Creatures of the Deep, internally, I was like, say no more. <laughs> I love a good scary creature of the deep. They are hella creepy. Um, I think some of the creepiest are scenes in movies or shows where it's just like that person swimming in the ocean and they're shooting from like above looking down on the person and then slowly you just see like the huge open mouth of a shark coming closer and closer to the surface underneath the person. 
It's, that Jaws thing. Yeah. But it's like, you can just tell like this person's going to get fucking annihilated. <laughs> like, because it's, I think it, they've used that scene, like, for like the, the sci-fi movies where it's like crazy big shark. Mm-hmm. Like, that don't really exist. But that is how some sharks hunt. Uh, like, off the Cape, or not Cape, off the coast of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, like, where they film all the air jaws, where they, that's their hunting technique. But, ugh. Um... <laughs> So, but, and that's, like, a real possibility, but unlike the subjects of my topic, my sea monsters, um, there are plenty of real scary creatures in the ocean, uh, but really they only have full impact when you see a photo of them. So, like, I, I could have covered, like, actual scary monsters, but, on, but, like, that's just me describing, like, stuff that, it's way scarier if you go look up a photo of it. Um, like, look up a frill shark. Or an anglerfish. Oh, anglerfish? Scary shit. So scary. <laughs> so scary. Terrifying. But like to sit here and describe them, it was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, also, for anyone who's a native Floridian, horseshoe crabs. Oh, I love them, though. They look like aliens. They the do first, look like little aliens. The first time I saw one on the beach, I cried. <laughs> like, full on, sobbing. Had a f- I was like five or six. Okay, we well, lost my mind. You still don't like them? They're creepy. They're okay. they're cute. They have cute things about them. Like I know, like yeah, visually they are <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway, no, I complete. I mean, I understand they are a little bit creepy. Like they do look like aliens. Um. So, uh, <laughs> but throughout history, there have been many, many claims of all kinds of sea monsters. Um. Pretty much every seafaring culture has some kind of tale of something weird or terrifying that they've seen um, at sea in their history. Uh, Now, it's very likely that anything sailors have seen while at sea was a misidentification on their part for a very real animal. See? The manatee. Um, Barbara! Barbara! Manatee! Uh... So these were very likely originally thought to be mermaids by sailors who had never seen a manatee before. Um, but in fact, they were just friendly potatoes. They were really um, like, damn, look at that fine ass <laughs> bitch in the water. <laughs> Barbara was like, what? And Me. it's Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are even some theories that say that the decomposition of some sea animals make them appear much larger um, than they are, and it kind of distorts their features in such a way that they could have been um, been mistaken for some kind of sea monster or something. Like the fingers in a manatee's flipper? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because, it, yeah. Because well, they look like fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Once they're all mm-hmm. dead. But... So, like, if you um look at the skeleton um, of a manatee in their flippers, it looks like they got big, long fingers, but mm-hmm. they really just have one big-ass flipper. With some fingernails at the end. With some fingernails at the end, yep. I yep. love manatees. Manatees are cool, man. Um, anyway, that's not what this episode's about. That's <laughs> okay. I mean, we can. Um, it's also possible, if greatly unlikely, uh, some of the sea monsters are actually megafauna long since extinct. In fact, Nessie, the famous Loch Ness monster in Scotland, is thought to resemble a plesiosaur uh, from the early Jurassic period. Um, another extinct sea creature thought to still be haunting the ocean is the megalodon, a species of shark that lived during the Miocene epoch and got up to 59 feet long, or about six elephants tall. That's too many. It's too many elephants tall. Um, tall or long? 
Well, that I mean, it's it's a shark, so it's relative. Like they're not really tall. Yeah. So like, if you put a shark vertically, so length. Yeah, lengthwise. So, but if you put a if you put a megalodon vertically, uh, and then stacked elephants okay. on top of each other, so you'll be six. Tall, and I was picturing this way, and I was like, six elephants this way. That how would, big, how big I mean, they are pretty fucking big. Uh, yeah. So vertically, you know, if you put it put yeah. vertically, you know what I'm saying. So if the shark tail the nose. Yeah, six elephants tall. All right. So either you got a shark who's vertical or some <laughs> elephants that are on fucking their side. on their side. I don't know, man. That's just my unit of measurement. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? That is the designated unit of measurement for this podcast or it's post-it notes. True. So, <laughs> um, but wherever these tales came from, there are many. Some of the most famous I will cover now. Uh, first up, we have Jormungandr, also known as the Midgard or World Serpent. What? Mm-hmm. The sea monster is so large that its body is the length of the circumference of the earth, but it dwells under the sea. Don't think about that for too long because you'll be like, when did this thing run into land? Uh, so yeah, again, don't think about it too long. People made this up a long time ago. Um, but yeah, and it is also said to be biting its own tail. I don't know why either. Seems um, like it would hurt. Yeah. Jormungandr is the child of Loki and a giantess in North mythology, Norse mythology. Um, it was told that, oh yeah, look, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was told that Odin took Loki's three children, Jormungandr, Fenrir, and Hel, the goddess of the underworld, and banished them from Asgard to Earth, also known as Midgard. Uh, Jormungandr was thrown into the sea and became so large he was able to reach his own tail. Uh, when Jormungandr releases his tail, Ragnarok, or the final battle of Earth, will begin. The sea monster is also said to be the arch nemesis of Thor. Ah, imagine your arch nemesis just being someone who's biting their own ass. <laughs> oh no, man! <laughs> I don't bring it up. I don't. I make it up. Um, going to Japan for the next sea monster, the Umibosu is a yokai or sea spirit from Japanese folklore, um, and has been reported many times from sailors. According to the folklore, the spirit usually appeared on calm seas at night. After the Umibozu appeared, the ocean would become stormy, and the spirit would destroy the ship and sink it. Sometimes, the Umibozu would demand a bucket or a barrel, and the only way to escape would be to give them the barrel without a bottom and sail away, sail away while the spirit was confused. <laughs> Just, like, imagine him looking at, like, what the fuck is this a fucking bucket? Um, I feel... I don't know, man. Like, that was an excuse. This could just be because I'm watching The Wire right now. But uh, how they were uh, siphoning some good. They were like, I'm sorry, we had to offer the barrel as uh, the spirit. Yeah. I mean, most of these come from, like, something probably easy to explain. But. Or. There's a very confused <laughs> sea spirit out there. It's like, what the fuck? In the fuck? It doesn't um, have two sides. <laughs> I just scoop water with this. I can't. Um, <laughs> the Umibozu is said to look like a combination of a dog, a sea serpent, and an octopus. And they are very dark. Um, some possible explanations are that the spirit could have been confused with natural phenomena, such as uh, 
cumulonimbus storm clouds or large waves. All right. Since they were meant to sink and say destroy the ships. Rogue wave. Could be a rogue wave. I thought about that. Um, okay. Heading into Africa. We have not a sea monster, but a water-dwelling monster nonetheless. Um, the bar, I think this is how you say it. Uh, the barhi, a creature reported from the rainforest rivers of Liberia's Lofa County, particularly the Kahai River. The barhi is described as a large amphibious reptile with the aspects of both crocodiles and monitor lizards. No, <laughs> I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the barhi isn't a monster from a long ago legend. In December 2007, uh, an American aid worker and missionary, John Shepard, collected reports of the barhi in Liberia. Although local people greatly feared the creature because of its aggressive nature and attacks on locals, the people regarded it as an ordinary animal and did not attach any supernatural aspects to it. Some fishermen claimed they had u- uh, that they used to catch and kill the barhi and sell their meats in local markets. When Shepard showed some villagers pictures of various modern and prehistoric crocodilians and crocodilian relatives, they said um, that the head and body were similar to a postasuchus. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's a, it's an ancient lizard. Uh, but the barhi's legs were more like those of a crocodile. People described it as resembling a crocodile or a monitor lizard, but up to th- up to 30 feet long. That's too big. Uh, mm-hmm. With a back covered um, with three rows of serrated armor, probably scales or something like what crocodiles have, um, but with a short snout and large teeth, a powerful tail, and its head was more like that of a monitor lizard than the crocodile. All right. So like some big ass like Komodo dragon crocodile crossbreed. Ugh. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. So the barhi is regarded as dangerous and aggressive, and it is reported to have killed people in the past. It is said to ambush its prey from the river and drag the animal underwater to be drowned, but it eats the prey's carcass on the riverbank. During the rainy season, when they are seen most often, they move upstream in search of food. Um, what's so interesting to me about this creature is that I don't completely discount it, um, size yeah. could be size could be exaggerated, yeah, but it doesn't sound like that wild. Yeah, but like if it was found, it wouldn't be the first animal in Africa that was thought to be a myth by people not from that region, and then turned out to be real. Imagine um, the first time someone's like describing a giraffe. Well, and yeah, people are like, "I'm sorry, you got a what? Right? This well, motherfucker got an, a neck that's three elephants high. Right? You on crack? And then someone sees a giraffe walking, and they're like. Holy shit, what kind of dog is this? And that happened to a relative of the giraffe. Um, Until the late 1800s, the okapi was thought to be an African unicorn. Until um, someone, not from the region, uh, finally saw it for themselves. Uh, naturally, I'm sorry, so you mean white people thought that they weren't real? So that's what we Europe. mean to say with all of this. Oh yeah, now I'm getting into it. Uh, <laughs> naturally, if you Google who discovered the Okapi, the name Sir Henry Johnston came up in big letters. Though there are stories about the Okapi from African culture as far back as the early fifth century BCE, um, it does say in small letters under that guy's name that he discovered the Okapi for the Western world, but that's not really a thing because it was just basically already discovered. Um, yeah, I don't think you can be like, oh, 
I found this, and they're like, that's Jimmy from <laughs> right. the street. Like, they we had been talking here. about this forever, and, like, they're like, no, this definitely exists. And white people are like, nah, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> and then the Europeans finally saw it for themselves, and then it's like, Damn, Sir Henry crazy. Johnson or Harry whatever the fuck found it. Like, no, he didn't. <laughs> they know him. Shut um, up, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Or Harry, whatever yeah. your name is. So, but I digress. Uh, the giant monster crocodile may be a real monster roaming the rivers of Liberia today. So, you know, watch out. <laughs> um, going back to Scotland and the ocean, uh, we have the Kieran Croin. Uh, the Kieran Croin is a colossal sea monster for in Scottish and Gaelic folklore. Again, all these monsters are big as fuck. <laughs> I guess that's what makes them, like, so scary. Um, they just come up from out of the depths and fuck all your shit up. Um, and you can't go anywhere because it's the fucking ocean. Um, anyway, the Kieran Croin, similar to Jormungandr, appears as a gigantic sea serpent. Uh, though I get more dragon from it when I looked at it. And then I imagined it being like, dragon, dragon. <laughs> I don't do that tough. <laughs> have I seen Mulan. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. um, but this one could also travel on land if it wanted to. In folklore, the Karen Corn was so big it could easily eat seven whales at a time. Uh, unique to this monster, folklorists believe the Karen Corn was able to disguise itself as a small silver fish so it could fool fishermen, get up close, and then eat them whole. This um, is Mushu. It kind of is, isn't it? Uh, the Cairn Croin is compared to the Atlantosaurus, which is a dinosaur that reached 100 feet in length, 30 feet in height. And this part was in my, my source. Um, and I think that's probably why the Cairn Croin eats people. It says the Cairn Croin is considered proportionately ugly. Oh! And I was like, damn, that's why he's eating people. Like, he's mad. Like, why would you say that? You don't even know him. I do be talking shit about the birds at the zoo, so I do call that one bird ugly as hell. Well, he is, because he looks like a murder bird. <laughs> the with shoe bill stork or yeah, whatever the fuck. I don't fucking like that bird, y'all. That bird looks mad as hell. Anyway, I tell that motherfucker he ugly as hell every time I walk by. <laughs> and if you got too close, he'd eat you. Uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, <laughs> and that one, do- there's one animal or at that curve. I don't know what it's called. Oh, you would that one with the you would like that baby ain't got no neck. I was like, damn, he could hear you though. He does have ears. <laughs> and I have a neck. He could hear you talking all that fucking trash. Damn. That baby really ain't got no neck though. I really hope my face heals up because I can't be ugly. I've talked too much shit. I probably deserve it. <laughs> You don't look ugly. But I talk too much shit about these animals. They, I'm going to go to the zoo. They're going to be like, damn. Okay, but like until the swelling goes down, you can't walk by that one animal. Because they're going to be like, yeah, I got, I got no neck, but I got all my eyes, bitch. I can see, though. I can see. I can see that you ain't got your eyes. So... Yeah. You know what? I, I can't walk by that. him for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I would deserve that. I would no. have that coming. No. <laughs> from that animal, I would. It's okay. Maybe even just from that particular animal. <laughs> he was singled out. <laughs> Sorry, there was only one of him in there. <laughs> Damn, that's ugly. Because I can't find him. <laughs> oh my god. Little no neck having bitch. <laughs> 
many times we've brought up the zoo <laughs> yeah, in well, this podcast. Well, it's a good zoo. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, uh, I'm done. That's fine. <laughs> uh, heading back in time to Greece. This creature isn't quite a sea monster, but they aren't, like, not a sea monster. Um, the siren is a popular myth in classical mythology. They first appeared in the Odyssey when Odysseus and his crew sailed by them while the sirens sang. The song of the siren is said to be uh, said to spellbound the crew, um, and they would steer their ships into the rocks, attempting to reach the sirens, uh, where their ship would sink and the sailors would be killed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> originally, originally, the appearance of the siren was left to uh, the reader's imagination. Later, in the third century BC, the sirens were described as part woman, part bird, with razor-like talons. Some classical examples do depict the siren as a more mermaid-like creature, which is used in today's pop culture for, like, you've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, um, number four or something. (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean is also making an appearance in my story. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, interestingly, um, with sirens, they're probably one of the, the the siren is probably one of the most well-known, uh, creatures like them. Um, but something like that creature, uh, has happened in many cultures or like they, they just have, uh, stories of them. Uh, Germanic folklore, uh, has the Nixie or the male counterpart of the Nixie, the Nix. Um, in Scandinavian folklore, they have the Nokken. In Poland, they have the Rusalka. And in Brazilian folklore, they have the Yara. Uh, folklore jumps back and forth on some of them on whether or not they're harmless or whether or not they're going to kill you. So, you know, just be aware of them. Cause Listen, if you hear shit singing <laughs> to you from the water, no, you don't. Exactly. And some of them, I don't remember which one, but some of them like played the fucking violin or some shit. I don't know. It must be very resistant wood or something. I don't know what, I don't know what it's made out of. <laughs> it's treated. It's that green wood from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. It's treated. <laughs> it's treated. Yeah, exactly. Um, Last, but certainly not least, maybe the most famous of them all, the Kraken. Yes. (laughs) The Kraken is an infamous sea monster uh, who was known to terrorize sailors off the coast of Norway. Again, the sea monster is said to be very, very large. Um, As a hunting technique, it's said that the Kraken would regurgitate some of its last meal, which would attract a swarm of sea life to feed on it. When enough animals had joined uh, the Kraken's deadly dinner party, uh, the Kraken would reach up and swallow them all and then fall into a deep sleep while it digested the food. So, like, Kraken Thanksgiving. Um, I like the thought of an underwater, like, a table set for (laughs) everyone. He's got some, somehow, underwater candles lit. Yes, exactly. He's stressing over how to fold the napkins. (laughs) Yes, with his little tentacles. And then he just eats everyone. Yes, exactly. And the table and the candles. I think he would, I think he would do the seashell fold. Oh, obviously. He's going to do the seashell fold. He's probably an expert on it by now. Anyway, sorry. Um, (laughs) You're fine. Uh, Naturally, when the sailors saw a ton of sea life in one spot, they gathered around to do some fishing. The Kraken was not best pleased when the sailors started stealing his fish. He said, I didn't invite you to this dinner party. Exactly. You're crashing my party. Um, and so it would sink the ship uh, by creating a huge whirlpool, raise its tentacles to destroy the ship, and eat the sailors as well. Um, we eats it whole. eats it whole. 
It's likely that the tails of the kraken were actually sightings of the giant or colossal squid, which has similar anatomies and hunting techniques to that of reported sightings of the kraken. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They send out invitations to a dinner party? Yes, and they do the, um, they, they hold napkin seashells. To, although I have heard that it can vary, and sometimes they do, like, a little swamp. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess I don't want to be invited to one of them, but no, I would certainly like to watch it. don't. Uh, but that is my story on Monsters of the Deep. I hope you guys liked it, because I love fucking reading up on that stuff. That's so uh, fun. Got many pictures coming for you guys. That was the Kieran Crone. Isn't he fun looking? He does he's look also, like a dragon. And he's not ugly. No, he's terrifying. Rude. So I've been, um, so we've got the Christmas tree up. It doesn't have all the ornaments on mm-hmm. it, um, but it's up. Mm-hmm. And we've got lights on it. And so I've started telling Xander that he is a menace and a villain <laughs> uh, because I want him to feel like he's doing a really good job of being evil and troublesome so mm-hmm. he doesn't need to prove himself. <laughs> Um, and so far my tree is still standing. That's good. But I've just, I've just daily been looking at him dead in his eye. So he knows I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. Make my finger. And I tell him he's a menace to society. <laughs> um, and my tree's still up. So, you know, I'm hopeful. He's like for good. This technique. Keeping him on their toes. Yeah. Um, so I was going to make a dragon stormy, but with a squirt of lime juice. Um, you can just go get the lime juice and squirt it in there, and then, yeah. like, hey, that's your fucking drink. True. You know what? It, it makes it different. Well, I just don't want to, like, toss out, like, most of a drink. No, that's fine. I and you also have, like, a whole drink. Yeah. I don't drink a lot when I'm reading. Wasting alcohol in this economy? <laughs> in this economy? I don't think so. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll be right back. Pause. All right. We're recording again. All right. All right. We got a lime. Uh, it's a little bit different now. We've, we've kind of switched. Uh, yeah. We had anyway, some key lime juice. The okay. I know the <laughs> words, but we don't need to do that. That song had its day. And then had another day because it came back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So now we're drinking a completely different drink. Dark and Stormy's with lime. Uh-huh. With um, lime. Yeah. Not at all the same drinks that were prepared at the beginning because we didn't finish them. Yeah. Because we've left. We've gone somewhere else. We're in another we're in another place in, in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yes. So I need you to. Okay. Also, I printed this out because my eyes were hurting from staring at monitors for too long. Um, so I'm looking at paper. So picture it. <laughs> okay. But not really because the Pirates of the Caribbean movies did it for me. <laughs> I think we've all seen those movies. If you haven't, you should. They're ridiculous and great. But the whole opening sequence of that first movie takes place in a place called Port Royal, Jamaica, which mm-hmm. is a village on the southeast side of Jamaica in Kingston Harbor. Okay. And this is where our story takes place. Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, notwithstanding all the Johnny Depp shit, like, put that aside. We like the movies. Yes. I don't, we're not going to talk about him. That's just too much. But we love these movies. Yes, I we love do. these movies. So, Eric had requested Things of the Deep, so mm-hmm. we will get into it. Thank you. Um, so Jamaica was originally inhabited by the Taino people, the indigenous people of the Caribbean. Okay. And they referred to this area of Port Royal as Cayaguaya. Okay. Uh, and it was used as a stop on their fishing trips. It wasn't really like a settlement, but they just mm-hmm. stopped off there. Okay. In 1494, no one's favorite colonizer, Chris Columbus, came and effectively wiped out the Taino population of Jamaica. Um, in the area between disease and slavery. Uh, He's the fucking worst. Agreed. <laughs> I don't know how we all feel about Johnny Depp anymore, but let's all agree Christopher Columbus is the fucking Trash. worst. 
Uh, not the director. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That I, 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 I assume. Right. I don't know anything about his personal life, but he did great with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, Columbus was mostly in search of being a terrible human, gold, and silver. Uh, in 1509, the region was officially settled by the Spanish, uh, where they started using the region to process sugarcane um, and basically use it as a strategic point along trade routes between the Caribbean and Europe. Spain lost control in 1655 when England did what England does, uh, came in, took over, changed the name to something easy for them to pronounce. England gonna England. Yep. <laughs> like, what do you Shit. Uh, within the next four years, 200 buildings had been constructed around the port, five forts had been built to defend it, and it had been renamed Port Royal. Port Royal was used among trade routes uh, and was also a safe space for privateers, buccaneers, and pirates. Privateers were basically mercenary ships. Mm -hmm. Um, They were able to hang out there unbothered in between attacking ships on the trade routes. Um, England and Spain were fighting on both the island itself and on along the trade routes. Um, it wasn't England fighting at this point. France, I don't Spain. think many people. I think yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the Pirates of the Caribbean, the, um, was it the last one? Mm, whichever one was the Fountain of Youth one. <laughs> the king. <laughs> him in front of the king of England and he was talking because they were in a race with the Spanish to get to the thing of uh, water life, Agua de Vida, whatever the fuck Fountain of Youth um, St. Augustine yeah basically <laughs> yeah yeah, basically um, the king was like I will not let some Spanish king a Catholic beat me <laughs> to the Fountain of Youth oh my gosh not a Catholic oh and it was played by Uncle Vernon <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Make you rest in peace. Yeah. So I know. Maggie um, Smith's still going strong now. I need her to stay that way. Yeah. She she actually cannot. She cannot. Dame Maggie Smith. She cannot. Fine. Yeah. She will be with us forever. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um Yeah, so England and Spain are fighting. And uh, pirates were basically able just to become a privateer if they showed up in Port Royal, <laughs> yeah. uh, because the governor would give them a letter of marquee from the English governor of Jamaica. All right. Because you know how you just set up an English governor in Jamaica. I'm curious. That's so funny. So uh, has that mar- a letter? Mar- uh, uh, it might be Mark M-M-A-R-Q-U-E. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I've heard them pronounce as letters of Mark, but I think that's also exclusively in Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, then we'll go with that. I don't know. Letters of I don't, Mark. I don't know if that's accurate, but they had some letters. Yeah, Um. so that means that they were able to be privateers, which basically yeah. means you've been commissioned mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. this. Yeah, because then they can t- steal all the shit from the Spanish and the from French. From the Spanish, and but they also won't be prosecuted by because mm-hmm. yeah. they're on orders from England. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, there's a hanging in your future. Yes. Otherwise, you're just a pirate. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're murdering in the name of a country, that's fine. Well, if the you're king... just murdering, then it's just murder. Okay, right. I mean, the king was ordained by God. It is God's will. <laughs> uh, hello, read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Only um... one book. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. Otherwise, it gets real problematic. <laughs> Um, so England would send these privateers to attack Spanish 
chips specifically. Um, eventually, Spain wasn't able to retain their hold on either their land on the island or their trade to the, quote, New World colonies. Yeah. Because of the piracy they faced. Um, forced trade became a common thing, where merchants would go set up deals to trade with the Spanish, and pirates would attack them at the same time. Mm -hmm. With the two parties working together, uh, Spain was kind of fucked, and the merchants and pirates of Port Royal were living great. Um, eventually... There are pirates everywhere, man. I mean, this was yeah. a crazy time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually, enough with money and pirates, uh, the town of Port Royal gained a reputation for being the, quote, Sodom of the New World. Okay, uh, it was probably and... a great time. Like, aside <laughs> from, like, the disease and lice. And murder. Probably there was a lot of murder. <laughs> and probably, like, women probably weren't treated so well. I and don't know. a lot of STDs. Oh my gosh, who didn't have one? Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't I don't know how I guess there's like a uh, research to be done and I imagine somebody's already done it uh, on like whether or not women there were treated ex okay. Uh, I guess maybe it could be a mix of both, but whether they were exploited or whether they had found like a way to make, make their own destiny. Yeah, I know. Who not, knows? I'm not sure. Who knows? Um, but this obvious reference to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Um, it was pirate heaven. <laughs> well, yeah. I like, I'm just picturing now the Disney ride. I'm like, yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. And yes. now my cup makes me very happy. <laughs> this is what we chose. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good choice. Um, it said that women in alcohol would rapidly drain the wealth of anyone who set foot on the island. Uh-huh. Sometimes women drinking the alcohol, you bought them. People would spend two to three thousand pieces of eight in a single evening. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of money. So, you know, I hope the women were raking it That's up. a lot of doubloons. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they were doing all right for themselves aside from the STD. So, let me yeah. see. That's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and I gotta imagine people smelled. Oh, girl. They smell so bad. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Firstly, uh, at what time is this? The 1600s. Okay, no one's bathing. Even royalty. <laughs> okay, we're coming out of plague season where they thought, like, you shouldn't take a bath. Uh, like, we're talking about, I mean, what was it? I don't, uh, it wouldn't really matter. I can name her if I want to because nobody was bathing. But I want to say it was like Queen Isabella of Spain had, like, bragged at some point she'd only taken two baths yeah. in her whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, lady. That's not okay. <laughs> you should have probably done more than that. I just... The well, that's stench... not the flex you think it is. Right. And I imagine that it was, but the, the stench. Although I'm like, I don't know. Like, does your nose just adjust? Like, if I, everyone so smells it, that way? So I think it does. Okay. Well, so I imagine they did not smell themselves. If you're not used to smelling oh, something, no. you don't smell it, but it's one of those, like, if it's always present... Yeah. Your, your brain probably stops registering it. That, or, like, if you're just conditioned to not think of it as, like, a bad smell. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I know they had some, they had some hygiene uh, that they could do. I mean, there was, or though what, I don't know. Did you want a stick or something? That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah. I don't know if these people are fucking doing it. But, I mean, they have, like, some teeth cleaning capabilities. Um, I know they had some shit they could rub on their pits. And, of course, perfume was already a thing. Yeah. I think. Pretty but, sure. But, um... Or yeah. oils and stuff that would have good smells. Or whatever good smell was at that time. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> ew, it's just patchouli. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a bunch of hippie smells. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but you know this place smelled like a fucking Satan's armpit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Disease. Uh, anyway. No so. public plumbing, or not plumbing, like, no indoor plumbing, all the shits everywhere, like, oh man, yeah. this, what a, what a time to be alive. And, um, so if you look at this, I don't know if I mentioned it, this whole thing is, like, 50 acres. Mm-hmm. It's small. Like, the strip of yeah. land is small. Mm-hmm. Just for reference for what mm-hmm. I'm about to say. Um, so, yeah, women and alcohol would drain the cash out of anyone. Mm-hmm. As far as taverns go, there's approximately one tavern per ten residents. <laughs> Look, this place sounds like a great time. If you have no sense of smell and can go back in time and you have all your shots, it sounds like a great... Right? <laughs> sounds great. Uh, for reference, New Orleans is our most densely populated bar city. Makes sense. It has one bar per every 1,100 residents. Well, and they probably had more because they had fucking pirates, too. <laughs> Some of these places yeah. were probably more bars. There were but a lot of pirates in New Orleans. In terms of modern day. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's even said that the animals in Port Royal were fond of imbibing. One Dutch explorer noting that parrots would gather around the ale barrels for a drink. You imagine parents shit talking because they're drunk. <laughs> they know how to talk though. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> they're slurry. Right, but like <laughs> suddenly they don't sound like a parrot anymore. They always sound like a regular person because they've been drinking. I'm like, let me tell you something. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Smell like shit. You understand me? Take a fucking shower. I have a bird bath and it's great. You should try it. Have you seen the bird baths? <laughs> Have you seen them? Like, this is a coastal town. Did you know that? There's water fucking everywhere. Get in it. Jeez. Um, and speaking of fun animals, it's rumored that the famous pirate Blackbeard, while at a tavern in Port Royal, met a howler monkey, oh. whom he named Jefferson, <gasps> who kept as a pet. Oh, Jefferson! Yeah, they were oh. quite fond of one another on an expedition. Edward Teach's soft spot was for this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, by 1690, they had crammed 2,000 buildings onto the, the 50-ish acres of Port Royal. Mostly bars. Mostly bars. <laughs> it was recorded in 1688 that 213 ships were visiting the small harbor annually. And by 1692, 6,500 people called this small stretch of land home. Damn. All right. That's a lot of people. On 50 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, this all came to a head the day tragedy struck. Oh. Because we are talking about things in the deep. Yeah. On June 7th, 1962, the aptly named Wickedest City on Earth sank into the ocean. Oh, that, damn it, that's upsetting. It's, like, too much of a win for the, everyone else. Yep. (laughs) At that time. Uh, It's estimated that at 11.43 a.m., a 7.5 earthquake hit the island of Jamaica and Port Royal. Oh, my goodness. And uh, between the earthquake and the following tsunami, two-thirds of Port Royal sank. I had no idea. Yep. Okay. Uh, but they say this timestamp 
because they found a stopped pocket watch during an excavation. And I guess we're just assuming people were better at keeping their watches in working order with batteries back then. Because I currently have no less than four watches with dead batteries on my well, nightstand right Well, they would have wound them. All right. Well, I hope they did. Well, uh, right, they well yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, my dad fucking collects watches. My dad loves sense. history as well. And it, he has ones where it's no battery. You wind it. That um, makes sense. Yeah. And then that's how it would keep time. So, assuming these people weren't drunk off they ass Which they and were. forgot to wound wind sorry wind their watches yeah that is that is that is throwing some dice it's, on whether yeah. or not that person kept the correct time yeah but yeah they would have wound the it watch was like uh in future uh things if anyone is excavating my shit don't trust any of my fucking watches oh my gosh you'll be like what this girl time traveled <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so jamaica is situated between the caribbean and the I'm going to butcher this word, gonave, gonave, uh, microplate. Every few hundred years, these plates collide, and they cause an earthquake. Damn. I'm sorry. I'll live in a place where there's hurricanes all day, but I can't. So I think it's more that, like, earthquakes um, scare the fuck out of me. It's the same thing as, like, the, it's on the same fault line as, like, uh, where Haiti sits, like, that really devastating right yeah 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 yeah. um and there's been several earthquakes in Jamaica since this time yeah so this happens every few hundred years there was another one I think in like 1900 or something like another big one Mm -hmm. um so the town predominantly had these multi-story buildings if you didn't already have nightmares about earthquakes you're going to oh I do think about it well I'm about to make it worse I'm sorry oh no um the town predominantly had multi-story buildings Mm -hmm. built of brick built on top of sand so during the earthquake a process called liquefaction occurred liquefaction is basically when the ground is waterlogged starts shaking and stops being ground and starts being water so it's like quicksand (laughs) i got there it's quicksand (laughs) but it's coming at you in the form of waves (laughs) uh people are just being crushed buildings are literally just sinking into the ground and this is all before the tsunami even hits as these buildings are sinking so is everyone inside of them when the shaking stops it just becomes ground again trapping everyone underneath uh, no yeah. <laughs> no i don't like that it yeah. just comes ground again there, there, oh uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh my gosh, those poor people. Yeah. So you're just on the you're in a oh building. Oh my gosh, those poor and the Christians and the, are gonna use that forever. Then I'm like, yeah, you see what you get? They do. At the end. They do. Okay. Ugh. Um but yeah, so basically okay, well, they just moved to new spots. I wasn't the only place where they were fucking, okay? <laughs> the only place with bars. True. But yeah, so Man. the ground just becomes water. You just start sinking. No, no, and then I, the I heard shaking you. stops. No, and then it's just ground I heard again. you the first time. <laughs> like, I still don't like it. I just cannot. I'm sorry. The ground starts shaking. You just sink into it, and then it's ground again. Meanwhile, I don't even know how long it takes you to fucking die here. You're just witnessing this and cannot breathe, and then you just die. I don't know how fast. I mean, hopefully you're crushed, right? So it's immediate, but. Is the crushing immediate or is it a slow crush? Well, is I it hope... like that scene from fucking Star Wars? Well, I hope it's Are a quick fucking... crush. I hope it's a quick crush too. <laughs> I don't know. I hope uh... they get hit in the head with a real hard brick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
It's bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I had no idea that happened. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's liquefaction is the scariest part of earthquakes. Like the the rest of the earthquake is scary, but the ground. There's always a chip, right? Because like I, the like, ground is lava, but it's not even hot. It's just the ground is water. The ground is not ground anymore. Like so, like I've always thought, like okay, well at least like maybe if there's an earthquake, you've got a shot. Maybe you're outside, uh, you know. Not and if the ground is like not if the fucking ground is no longer ground, and it just that's scary. And it is. <laughs> Wavy, like it's not even just quicksand, that, yeah, like you yeah. think of in like the Princess Bride, yeah, no, where you just no. kind of fall in. Huh? It's uh, a wave coming uh, at you. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that at all. There's one video I saw a while ago, like not directly relevant to this, but um, it was a video and like, what's wrong? No, tell me the rest of your. Thing oh, there's a you. video on. I imagine it was YouTube or something, but it's a car during an earthquake and the ground starts doing that and the car just, the people get out of the car and move away from the car, thankfully, but they're video recording it and the car just, the, you see the ground get wavy and the car just sort of sinks into the ground. I'm shaking it. I'm shaking my head at her. Sorry. Now, I've seen people do this with, um, like people do this with sand and sound. Um, so if you have like sand and they can produce sound waves that do basically the same thing, yeah. it makes the sand like liquid, mm-hmm. but I hadn't thought that that was applicable to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool and fun to play in. <laughs> Cause then you got like a big one and then people can like get in it and play around in it because there was a bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't the earth's crust. <laughs> Robert Rennie, in his book, An History of Jamaica, which I know is technically proper English, but ethically I disagree, but I digress. I hate that too. He noted that all the wharfs at Port Royal sank at once. In a span of two minutes, most of the island was underwater. Water reached the top floors of the multi-story buildings that were left. More than 20 ships were capsized in the harbor, and one ship, a frigate, Frigate? I don't know. It's it's, it's okay. one of the boats that looks like a pirate ship. When yeah, you think a of frigate. a pirate ship. Yeah. Well, you know frigate. what? Frigate. At least okay. as far as I've heard Americans say it. I will believe you. I, I literally, there are many accents in this world and maybe they say frigate or however the fuck. But I I've only heard it said frigate. If you live in Tampa, it's the Gasparilla ship. It is. It's one it's of Gasparilla those. ship. Um, this ship was called the Swan. And it was carried over rooftops and lodged into a building in the middle of town. And please remember, all of this is as it's sinking. So while all of this terrifyingness is happening, it's also sinking into the ground. And a tsunami wave is coming. (sighs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to the damage on Port Royal... There is extensive damage in Kingston and the Spanish town called Santiago. Uh, there. Well, there's a fun uh, song about that too. Really? Uh, well, I don't know. This, uh, they say Santiago a lot in the song. So I don't think it's Santiago. Mm. Saint, Saint, Santiago. Like two things. You know. But or maybe it is the same place, these, and it's I, just. I was gonna say these are. We're dealing with accents again. It could be anything. Yep. 
There's a song where they talk about going to the Rio Grande. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. They should. It is um, catchy, but <laughs> when you're listening to it, you're like, wait a minute. It took me a good couple times when I heard that song to figure out that they were talking about the Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the Rio Grande the whole time. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, there's reports of houses being destroyed and water shooting up out of 40 feet deep wells. What? Landslides occurred all around the island. An estimated 2,000 people died at the time of the earthquake. And approximately 3,000 people more died due to injuries later. And because it was a pirate town, looting occurred immediately. Uh, People were breaking into homes and warehouses, looting bodies of the deceased, and even cutting off fingers to get rings the deceased wore. Okay. Um, alright. And so it's... And so it's like two-thirds of this island is underwater now. Right. And I then one-third is still existing, and then exactly. those people are behaving like trash. Well, these, uh, to begin with, they weren't, the, they were pretty unscrupulous characters. True, 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 true. <laughs> They didn't just get this way from the tsunami. Correct. Um, and of course, because Christians are going to Christian, it was attributed by many to be a moment of divine retribution <sighs> by God. A letter from... Uh, I did not think this man was going to make an appearance when I started researching this, oh, but of fucking Cotton Mather uh, of the Witch Trials, if you know him. Uh, if, <laughs> I was going to say know, he's you know. so judgmental, but I guess that really makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's a judge. Uh, yes. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Like, who are you to judge? Apparently appointed. <laughs> um, by, uh, so a letter from him to his uncle. Uh, said that it was an act. Behold, an accident speaking to all of our English America. Ugh. Okay, bad shit happens. I'll give them that. This was pretty fucking insane. <laughs> but... <laughs> like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. But like, bad shit happens everywhere. Correct. Agreed. Like, did you see? Pom- I mean, they probably say Pompeii was probably an act of God as well because they were. I don't think Christian. No, pretty sure. I think it was before that. I don't know. Hard to say. But it's a lot of time. I'm sure we could research it, but we well, didn't. not right this second. Um, which may be bullshit, but also, maybe they were onto something, because what was left of Port Royal was devastated by fire in 1703, and then a hurricane in 1722, and then what had been rebuilt, and and then there was another fire in 1750, <laughs> and then another hurricane in 1774, so who knows? In... Fairness to them. Okay, no, because that first one was that was pretty wild. Uh, but, like, in fairness to them, it's Jamaica. They get hit by hurricanes all the time. And, like, right. everything caught on and fire. This is in a span of 100 years. Right, but everything caught on fire. Like, New Orleans caught on fire many times. Yes. I'm pretty sure Tampa's caught on fire many times. There's lots of yes. fires. There's the Great Fire of, like, there's the, there are so many Great Fires that they have, like, years. City append- by city. And years appended to them for the city. Like the Great London Fire of 16-whatever. And then there were more. Yeah. Because everything was made of wood and there was no fire brigade. So, <laughs> you know? So in fairness to them. Yes. Uh, but that first one, though. That's a doozy. I don't know what they was up to. That God <laughs> got smoked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and they note that, like, the English came and settled this area that the natives knew not to settle there. Oh, yeah. The well, Spanish, that's, that's it. The Spanish looked at it and they were like, huh, it seems like sand isn't not a great foundation for a house. We'll just mm. kick that inland. Um, and then the English showed up and they were like, I want four stories of brick on sand 
the seams. Well, they don't know any work. fucking better. They're an island nation as well. I mean, it does still rocks, but exactly. And there's no uh, like. Well, there have been hurricanes that have made it up there, but very far and yeah. few between. So, the, they don't fucking know any better. Like, yeah, it's an island, but you build anywhere, it's fine. They <laughs> <laughs> don't have earth. Well, if they do have earthquakes, I don't think there are any. I don't think they're significant. So as far as natural disasters go, I mean, they're like, we got blizzards, but I don't think we're going to see any of those down here. So they probably thought they were fucking golden. They're, they're like, look at this beautiful like, paradise. And that's what you get like, for taking uh, the land away from uh, the native people. Yep. Decimating their populations. Not that all those people deserve to die. It's a joke. <laughs> joke. Come with me on this. Um, so today, Port Royal is known to be... Uh, Sorry, by post-medieval archaeologists as the city that sank and is considered to be the most important underwater archaeological site in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, With 16th and 17th century artifacts, artifacts from indigenous peoples predating its... 1518, and I'm putting air quotes around this founding. Oh, it's like discovery when they discovered it? Like they were just discovering the outcopy and everything? (laughs) Uh, some artifacts from as far away as Guatemala. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was as a result of like trade and yeah, pirates, but well, yeah, I guess it could be. But like, I mean, that's slaves. Oh yeah. So, but they are I, there. It's like maybe they were seafaring people. I mean, because it happened. I mean, you have like yeah, all of the like Oceania and like Polynesian seafaring communities. So like, it's I'm, they, not I impossible that it happened. It just probably more likely though, that it was, they, a, they also sold a lot of slaves here. Yeah. Um, damn. Several 17th and early 18th century pirate ships sank in, within Kensington Harbor. No, sorry. Kingston Harbor. Um, and are being carefully harvested under controlled conditions by archeologists. Other locations are staked out uh, along various quarters and streets by different teams. Um, if you want to learn more, there's a really cool documentary called Join the Drunken Pirate City on Disney+. And uh, if you want to see more about this, it's very cool. Also, in 2019, a floating pier was established. Uh, and as of 2020, cruise ships can dock at Port Royal again. That is so interesting. And I want to dive down there and get my little hands. And all that old stuff. I do that. Everywhere everywhere I go, if it's old, I touch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so... it's it's a wall. <laughs> like, it's a brick that's been there for 200 years. I'm yeah. like, which for Americans is old. I'm like, <laughs> touching. <laughs> when I went to yeah, the Guinness not. factory, I was, like, rubbing the wall. I was like, this rock is older than my country. Right? Because you're just like, who else has touched this rock? A lot of dead people. Wash <laughs> but like in hands. But... Well, I don't think that Tabes is still hanging around down there. But, I mean, you don't know. But you should wash your hands just in case. Yeah. People are also touching the wall now. But it's also, <laughs> like, but it's so old. Who else touched this? What do you... Yeah. And that's why they don't let us into those rooms when we do, like, historical tours <laughs> roped off. So it's we don't just touch... because of Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> it's you just... personally. Yeah. That's why it's roped off. Because um, they're like, you yeah. can't touch everything. I don't know what scuba certification you would need for that, but I'm sure it's something intense I don't to know. dive I'd... down into these old buildings that may or may not collapse. What? Okay. So... I know, I don't know how deep they are, so I think depending on how deep they are depends on what kind of scuba certification you have to have, but also, uh, I imagine you can't, it, it's off limits. Like, you can't go down there unless, um, you're probably working for... Fair. 
probably. The country or whatever organization is digging up that stuff. But I want to get my hands on it. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the, the watch they brought up, I want to touch that watch. I want to touch it, too. There was, um, so they found, uh, most, they found so many liquor bottles. <laughs> I, I want it. I want one of those. I want um, to own it. And then one of the archaeologists was saying in that documentary that it was really cool because you frequently will see things in cities where, like, when you're excavating, mm-hmm. that you see that something is moved, but you're not able to see the mechanism by which it was moved. But uh, the house, so something moves, but something has to make something move, mm-hmm. right? Like, a wall doesn't just move sideways, mm-hmm. even in an earthquake. It's rare for a wall to just move sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at this site in Port Royal, from where the swan was, like, thrown mm-hmm. into the middle of town, mm-hmm. you can still see, like, remnants of the ship, and then the wall it crashed into, oh. and everything is just perfectly sitting there Ooh, i want to touch it but also <laughs> also uh fun um fun food for thought um it's always also possible that a virus has survived from that time on their like smallpox or something and they'll bring that up somebody could get smallpox thanks for that they don't have vaccinations for that usually as much anymore we do have a vaccination for it though if you survive um yeah, that's what we needed this episode. I think I just talked about the grounding people. <laughs> you never know what they're going to bring up. But luckily, we've got a usually cure vaccination for it by now. But yeah, that would be interesting. Look, we found we can get effective vaccinations in under 12 months. Which is there's already impressive. There's already smallpox vaccinations. Right, but um, in terms of new things. New things, yes. If you put enough money into it, it sounds like you can really you can really get those cures turned in. Um, you just have to want to. Just kind of want it bad enough. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming and and listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Um, we look forward to seeing you next time. But until then, uh, you can find us at our website at historywoes.com. You can find us at our Patreon forward slash historywoes. You can also find us on Instagram at history woes where our link tree is and you can listen to your uh our podcast or your podcast whatever wherever your podcasts are streaming thank you so much guys bye bye